And during that time, he was deployed, I can't even tell you how many numerous times, but he talked about how when they would have any free time, either on alert or TDYs or, or, or deployed in, in these, you know, deserty countries, they would find some way on their off time to grill and barbecue. And he was so in love with your cookbook, he doesn't use anything else anymore. And, and, and I remembered that when he was over there, he was asking for recipes and some spices and different things for us to send to them. And so in our Salute to Troops show that we're doing this weekend, I wanted to bring you back because I know that the troops love to barbecue. They love to grill. They love America. And that's what the show is all about. And they had questions, and, and uh, we're just so, so happy to have you on. And I don't think a lot of people think of the troops barbecuing or grilling when they're overseas, but it brings back a little bit of home because it's so basic um, touch of America. And I, I think that's really what you hit on with the success of this cookbook. Yeah, you know, we get a lot of email from overseas, uh, particularly uh, uh, Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, and uh, Germany, uh, asking barbecue questions, asking for uh, seasonings and rub recipes. And uh, uh, there's uh, uh, several sauce makers and rub recipe producers who have uh, – or rub producers who have been shipping overseas, too. So, uh, yeah, there's no doubt uh, – it's it, it 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 it's an all American fascination. Meat, fire, mm, good. <laughs> That's right. And and I, I wanted to remind everyone that they can get your cookbook on Kindle as well. So if it's hard to get um books overseas, um I, I know that we participate in the Book for Troops uh, program and a lot of times people don't think about cookbooks. Please think about cookbooks for the troops overseas but a lot of times so entertaining to them they they study these things but also you can gift it to them on kindle and this is available on kindle and everyone's buying it number one we talked about that when we were um off air just a little bit the tremendous success that that you have hit on with 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 this book beyond my dreams well, it has over a hundred five-star reviews on Amazon. It's been number one oh, in, I mean, a whole bunch of categories. It's in the top 100 um, continuously, and it just goes on and on and on. And this started with, and I kind of want to lead people back to where it all began, with your website, AmazingRibs.com, that you are very um, responsive with, with uh, other Well, we try to make sure no questions go unanswered. Uh, people ask a question for a reason. Um, a lot of uh, places where you post a comment or a question and it just sits there. We, I actually have seven or eight um, moderators whom we pay. Uh, these are not just volunteers. And uh, we try to get at everybody's question Try to help them out. We get we get questions like, "Help, companies arriving, and my pulled pork is still ha hanging around at 160 degrees. What do I do?" So, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, those are those are real questions, and and I have a couple questions that that, that came in since the last time we talked, and I'm going to run them by you real quick, if if you don't mind. No. I'm <laughs> 
All right. So um, there, there was a, a few people. I'm kind of going to kind of lump these into, you know, a, a few categories because some of the questions were basically the same. But they, they want to know if meat quality made a difference, and should you look for higher qualities of meat to have a better result? Yeah, absolutely, and not just meat, but vegetables, fruits. Um, the raw material is crucial. We're dealing with a symphony, if you will, of uh, components. Uh, it, it starts with the raw material, the raw meat, the raw vegetables, the raw fruits. Um, and then it goes to salt, crucial ingredient. Salt enhances flavor, um, causes proteins to hold on to moisture. Then it goes to your spices and your spice blend and your spice mix. Then it goes to your heat and your temperature and the cooking at the right temperature. Then it goes to smoke, which adds a layer of flavor that you can't get off your spice rack, and then to the sauce. And these are all instruments in the symphony that we try to get to play in a harmony. But the raw material is good. And when it comes to meat, it's almost always better if you can get it fresh. Freezing meat is a, is a really good way to preserve it. But often, if it freezes slowly, the ice crystals form, and when ice is formed, it's larger than the water molecule, so it expands and it punctures the muscle cells. And so you'll have more moisture loss from frozen meat than fresh meat. But I'd rather have frozen meat than unfrozen meat that's been sitting around for a long time. So if you can get fresh butchered meat, fresh cut meat, uh, you'll have your best quality. Then secondarily, um, fresh frozen meat. Um, and whenever you can, try to get a higher grade of meat. Now, that costs more money, and if you can't afford it, that's okay. But for beef, try to get USDA choice or better. Um, below choice, which is select, um, the meat tends to be very low in marbling, which is fat, which is flavor. Um, USDA choice has a higher degree of marbling. USDA prime is what usually goes to the restaurants. Some groceries do carry it. That's expensive. And then, of course, there's the highest grades, which are Wagyu and Kobe beef, and they're very heavily marbled. They're very expensive, and they're really almost too, too marbly, too fatty to enjoy, but they are spectacular in small quantities. Okay. All right. Well, good. See, there, there is an answer for that. Well, then you, you talked about the, the fat uh, quality and the, and the content in that, which leads me to another question that, that a lot of people asked was trimming. How much do you take off you, and, and should you trim before, and is there a, a, a rule of how much you leave or how much you don't leave? Yeah, in, in general – uh, there's, a, there's a popular myth that if you leave the fat on the exterior that it will baste the meat or penetrate into the meat and give it more flavor. But meat is 70% water, and oil, which is what fat is, and water don't mix. So um, that fat cap, the fat on the exterior, doesn't get into the meat. It just won't. Um, I uh, have a picture in the book and on the website where I just – dug a hole in a steak and filled it with olive oil and walked away and came back 10 hours later, and all of it is still there. It just won't penetrate, and that goes for the oil in your marinades, too. They don't penetrate into the meat. 
It's the it's the fat that's in the that, that's interwoven within the meat that will melt and add flavor. So in general, you want to trim most of the surface fat off. Um, most of the time, people just won't eat a lot of surface fat, and so if you sprinkle a rub or a seasoning on top of it, when they trim that fat off, there goes your seasoning. So um, on, on most meats, I get rid of almost all of it, or if not all of it. On some things like a brisket or a pork butt, which takes hours to cook, I'll put maybe, I'll leave maybe a quarter of an inch there, and it'll melt off mostly down to an eighth inch or less, and uh, that, that people will generally eat, and that's very flavorful. And when you slice it, it will sometimes run over the surface of the meat and give it a little more moisture. But in general, surface fat, get rid of it. Okay, good to know, good to know. Check that one off the list, which leads us then, you were talking about slicing it, um, to another set of questions that I hadn't even thought of. But they wanted to know, and I, I think this just went to brisket, but is there a special knife or a certain knife that you use for cutting brisket? Yeah, a sharp one. Sharp, <laughs> knives, are, <laughs> sharp knives are so important. Um, uh, there's, I live in the Chicago suburbs, and there's this old Italian guy that has a knife sharpening device that he sits on. It's like a spinning wheel. And he comes through the neighborhood every spring, the first beautiful sunny day, and he's got bells, and he rings the bells, and he pulls up in front of the homes, and we bring our own knives out, and he sharpens them all for a couple of bucks a knife. And, boy, I tell you, having sharp knives, cutting tomatoes, cutting meat, cutting everything. Well, if you can't get the knife sharpener to come through your neighborhood, you can find knife sharpeners in the Yellow Pages or on the Internet, or ask a chef, restaurateurs, are constantly sending their knives out for sharpening because they know how important they are. So find a good knife sharpener and get your blades sharpened on a regular basis. As soon as they start dragging when you're cutting through the food, get them sharpened. It makes a tremendous difference. And they're safer, too. You won't cut yourself as easily with a sharp knife because it won't slip as you're cutting. Um, I mean, everybody's cut through onions, and you know how slippery the skin's and the layers can be, uh, the knife will slip if you don't have a good sharp one. Now, as far as what kind of knives, I mean, there's just so many really beautiful German and Japanese and American knives on the market. But one of my favorites is about 25 bucks, and it's a Rapala filleting knife. Um, and you can buy it at any sporting goods store. They're stainless steel, long slender, scary sharp knives, and they're flexible, which means you can work your way around bones, um, you, you can maneuver with them, and after one or two sharpenings, if you just can't get them sharp enough, well, what the heck, you just throw them away at 25 bucks, you get another one, um, and I just love my Rapala uh, El Cheapo filleting knives, um, and I have some really nice expensive German Wusthofs and Messerschmitts and uh, Messermeisters and Messerschmitts. <laughs> and uh, uh, they're really, uh, I love, I keep reaching for my uh, cheap fillet knife, the one that I uh, used to take fishing with me. Great knife. 
Well, you know, you talk about the chefs and, and their knives, and, and that really is such an amazing thing to, to, to touch on because chefs, they, when they leave job to job, they take their knives with them. And I yeah. worked with one chef at one point. He was homeless, and he, but he had his knife. You know, he, he didn't know anything else on the planet during that time in his life, but he had his knives and uh, how important that they are to chefs. They're that important. Yeah, they, chefs very carefully select their favorite knives. They fall in love with them, and they they will not part with them. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Your book is so well explained. There's there's pictures. There's there's no other book I don't think like this. It, uh, it covers everything. I mean, it's really a one stop shop for everything. You show what to do, what not to do. Then it'll say no here. Yes. Here. You're, you're embarrassing me now. <laughs> it, it is really? it is just so it, it is just so easy kind of just just to kind of go with it. and I think that's why you've had such success and it's been overwhelming really success I mean people we were just talking about I was going through Facebook just a little bit ago and there was a guy in Pittsburgh and he's holding up your book you didn't even know him uh I didn't know him but uh I, I knew your book and I'm and and he was a barbecue guy and I I even left a comment. If he knows barbecue, uh, if he knows this book, he knows barbecue. And so you're everywhere. It seems like it. Uh, that's uh, I've been on book tour. And, uh, yeah, I've been everywhere. My head is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about um, AmazingRibs.com. And so if you could kind of walk us through what people will see and then how they sign up to that. And that's really where where everything is, is happening, right? It's kind of the center of the universe for what's going on with you and, and grilling and barbecuing and smoking. Well, it's funny. It actually started back in 2005 when my neighbor challenged me to a rib cook-off. And um, I went in search of a good barbecue book so I could beat him. And, I, you know, I was doing okay, but I wasn't great at it. And uh, I couldn't find a good barbecue book. And so I decided, well, let's start a website. And so I started AmazingRibs.com with my ribs recipe. And then it kind of grew and grew. And now we cover everything from cast iron, uh, Dutch oven, uh, cooking to campfire cooking. Uh, we're going to be doing some more with tandoori cooking this year, and uh, but everything from steaks to the whole barbecue cannon, hamburgers, hot dogs, you name it. And uh, uh, you know, it's a little more voluminous than the book, which in some ways is daunting. That's why one of the reasons we wanted to make the book is the book really encapsulates the essence of what we've learned uh, and it's not just me because I'm not a scientist and there's a lot of science in there I have a real interest in science but I'm smart enough to know that I need help when I need it and so I went out and I got the help of a physicist Dr. Greg Blonder who is also a food scientist uh, meat scientist Dr. Anthony Mata from uh, Oklahoma State uh, and from the FDA uh, Dr. Tortorello uh, and so we've done a lot of good research, and we've conducted our own experiments so that if you're a barbecue cook and you have cooked 
a big piece of meat like a, a pork butt or a brisket, and you've encountered what's called the stall, where the temperature of the food just does not go up for hours and hours, and you're pulling your air out. We explain why. We've actually done the research. We know why that happens um, and what causes it and how to beat it. And uh, and we, as I, we talked earlier, we answer reader questions uh, as best we can all the time, uh, everybody's question. And then we have a special member area. We charge um, almost everything is for free, $24. Uh, pardon me. Uh, over 1,000 pages of free content. Equipment reviews, you want to buy a new grill. I have a guy who works for me full-time um, who tests grills and smokers. I have an electrical engineer who tests thermometers. But we do have this special section for members, and it's a community, and it's really kind of cool. There's a lot of self-help, a lot of exchange of recipes, a lot of interchange of information. There's some, some exclusive videos that we have just for these people. Um, there's... Uh, uh, a lot of fun in the what we call the Pitmaster Club, and uh, uh, that's uh, $24 a year, and it also goes a long way to keeping this site alive because we don't have a major partner like a, a, a TV network or a magazine or something. So it, it's a fun place, and uh, uh, the website is a good place to go for information if you don't have the book. Absolutely, and the book is available right now on Amazon. It's available on Kindle. It's available wherever books are sold. Um, if you can't wait for the hard copy to come, you can one-click it right now and, and have it in just a couple minutes uh, via your Kindle, and you can do that anywhere in the world, as a matter of fact. So it's available, uh, and a lot of people are, are going to Kindles now for, for cookbooks. But I, I personally like the hard copies. I, I think they're great to have around, and they're, <laughs> they're works of art in their own self. Um, well, particularly the, cookbooks the where work in pictures. <laughs> I, I like to scribble in the margins of cookbooks. You know, I like to make notes. You know, too much paprika, or add more garlic. Uh, so I, I like to have hard copies of books. Um, also, the pictures. I'm I'm kind of proud. I did all the photography in the book. Uh, um, I, I actually had have a master's in photography, and uh, uh, so I uh, I'm kind of proud of my pictures. Yeah, you did a fantastic job. You did a, a great job. Um, well, it's just it's from cover to cover. It is it is one stop for every person who's smoking, grilling. Um, there's also sides. I made the smoked potato salad. I have to tell you, and it was really good. My husband smoked the potatoes, and then I made the potato salad. We're gonna put that on our uh, uh, menu again for Fourth of July. What are you doing for Fourth of July? I just got a pizza oven from Italy, a wood-burning pizza oven, and uh, I love pizza on the grill, and I've been grilling pizza for years, um, and there's a big section on grilled pizza on the website, with, along with some good dough recipes and uh, some tips on technique, but I've never had a real authentic wood-burning stone pizza oven, and some people in Florence, Firenze, sent me one to try out. And it's pretty impressive, and I, they sell it for about a thousand bucks. I haven't reviewed it yet because I haven't cranked it up yet. Uh, we're going to crank it up on the Fourth of July, having some friends over. Everybody's bringing the toppings. We're going to make the dough, and we're just going to make pizzas. That's a fun idea. 
and then you'll have to get so bogged down with uh, with, with with everything in, in the kitchen. That's a really great idea. Everybody brings yeah, coffee. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> the, yeah, it came with a very nice long-handled pizza uh, peel, which is the paddle that you turn them with. So if it's a hot day, I don't have to stand right in front of the heat. <laughs> I can turn the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a really great idea, to, and I just wish you a happy 4th of July, and I really appreciate you taking a little bit of your time, because I know how busy you are with the success of this cookbook and the success of AmazingRibs.com, uh, to come back well, thank and you. talk with us again. And I really thank you for your it. kind words, too, and my salute to uh, uh, the America's men and women in the armed services, and my thanks, and uh, 4th of July, uh is a good time to think of them, and uh, I will. Absolutely. And thank you, and have a great fourth, and happy cooking, and we will talk to you again soon. Lori, always fun talking to you. To you. Call me anytime you want to chat. I appreciate it. Meathead Goldwyn, I just love. One, one, one of our favorite guests ever. Thanks a lot for coming on. And I believe he has left and is off to do more cooking so we are happy to have him back and we are going to go on now with lo-fi and this is their song idaho and you can find more about meathead goldwyn at amazingribs.com we have the link right here as well and uh, makes a great gift makes a fantastic gift i gave it i've been giving it as a gift and it's get a really great response with that and available on amazon now and here we are with Lo-Fi Idaho.